0: Welcome back to another episode of Sweetness and Light, featuring me, one of your hosts, Eric Mark, and Uh, me, your other host, Justin, a.k.a. Justy Proust. Eric, this is 152. I'm so excited. Yeah, can you believe it? Like, so, you
1: know, yeah, not long ago we were at episode one and two, uh, you know, at the Universal uh, lot, as we've talked about many times and as, as our loyal listeners remember. Uh, you know, among other things, it's Bastille Day today, so kind of, you know, happy birthday
0: to France, uh, one of my favorite countries, and I know yours. <laughs> you know, it is actually, um, I have many, many fun memories of France, and it was very funny. We were, uh, you know, when I was traveling last week, my mom joined us in D.C., and she started talking about Les Mis for some reason. I don't remember how the conversation came up, but I got to tell you, Seth is enthralled with French like just hearing just about that, he wants to go to Paris so bad. So I thought, you know, if a depressing story like Le can turn him, you know, he might we might have a Frenchman on our hands. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know that uh, you know pa- Paris is still uh,
1: other than Toronto, the, the the town I consider home. So so kudos to him. Yeah, I appreciate his uh, his taste and, uh, and 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 his own appreciation of the uh, uh, liberty, fraternity, and uh, equality. So uh, excellent. Now, do you remember Kala?
0: The woman that uh, we got together with in L.A. years and years ago? Yeah, the one that you suggested was a little gassy. <laughs> that would be the one, yes. Well, so she's huge in numerology, and we were talking yesterday, and she asked how many episodes we were doing. And I mentioned that we were on 152, and she goes, you know, in numerology, that's number eight. It's a very good number. Did you know that? Because the digits add up to eight? Is that, is that what she yeah, means? Yeah, that's exactly right. She goes, wow. Wow, in her, you know, but again, I've never talked to her, and she's ever, never really said a number was bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, well,
1: just, uh, I mean, I know, like you know, like eights are so big, and for the Chinese, I guess in particular, and and fours are bad to them, right? Like, I mean, they're uh, in, in my in, in the house I grew up in was one fifty two, uh, one fifty two Klansmen. You know, people are welcome to make their homages there. And they're you know they just head out head out and uh, and visit the current owners, but now, hang on uh, real know, quick.
0: What was the street name again? Klansman? Yeah, which causes a uh, you know <laughs> I'm not gonna chuckle. let that pass. Please continue. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know that, that 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 causes like a either a chuckle or a consternation or admiration from Americans. But again, uh, Americans are a little silly that way. Like I mean, it's Klansmen with a C, the proper way. It's not Klansmen with a K, the bastardized American racist way. <laughs>
0: It's, you know, I'm it's, not judging. You just have to realize that, it, especially in U.S. history, to hear that name, it just caught me off guard. Yeah, but – well, and, and,
1: and the first person to point – like, it didn't even occur to me growing up there that that was an issue. Um, but Americans do have these crazy biases, and um, it was my friend uh, Martina who, uh, who told me about – like, she did the same thing. She did a bit, little bit of a double take. And when we – you know, when we first met each other in France on, uh, on Valentine's Day in France um, – she, uh, you know, when she found out I I lived or my you know and my family lived at 152 Klansmen, she thought it was hilarious. She's like, "That's the funniest thing I've heard," and I'm like, <laughs> "Why is that funny?" And I'm and, and uh, because my entire life it hadn't even occurred to me because we don't have your you know your we have issues of our own, but we don't have your massive racial tension and uh, and discrimination like Americans are, uh, do and are are so uh, so much part of your identity. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we spell Klansmen with a C, like the Scots, so we're much more like you know, Clan Connor and the uh, and and the whole uh, the, the whole Highlander thing, you know. There can only oh, be right. one. Yeah. So I mean, that's a much much different thing as opposed to your stealing the word, changing it into a K, and 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 associating it with a uh, uh, a racist and, and heinous group.
0: Well, you know, I'd like to just clarify that it wasn't uh, me or my family that came up with that. It was the country of the United States, primarily the Southern states, and in fact, the <laughs> that I I was never really associated with. I just want to make sure that I I push myself as far from that as possible. But yes, I get that we. Uh, we definitely uh have bastardized that but it uh, continue with your story yeah me. well i mean if
1: we lived at 152 Klansmen with a k there would be serious issues and that would be that would be something that uh, you know you maybe want the town elders to look into uh but yeah it's it's kind of like it, it it's funny we um as a result you know, to 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 her point the house probably was worth more to uh to chinese buyers than it would have been otherwise, because the numbers add up to eight, and they're so crazy into uh, into that numerology and stuff, and uh, you know, and I think it you know it reflects in their lives and in, in gambling and in whatever else they do. They think eights are super lucky and fours are are awful, and 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 the reasons for that is because I guess eight sounds like like a good word, and and four sounds like their word for death, which is uh, which is a little
0: nutty that you think because a word sounds like another word, it must be good or bad. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily on board with that. I think that is a, a little extreme, but, um, if you, if you happen to be superstitious, I guess it makes more sense. I'm just not really, I don't consider myself superstitious per se. So I, I guess I have a hard time relating to that. I mean, you consider yourself pretty super just drop the stitches. Um, yeah. Just like, I hope you do the same. <laughs> do, I, do I need to say it? That's great. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, no, but it's funny. So uh, it just, just like, you know, when you buy a car, you realize, wow, there's lots of those cars on the street, or even if there's not, just relatively speaking, you notice a lot more uh, since we sold 152 Clansman. I, I see 152s all over the place, including uh, one of the highways in, uh, in Northern California, you know, the one that goes near uh, Gilroy, the garlic capital of the world and everything else like that, taking the, the scenic route to San Francisco.
0: Uh, I got to tell you, Gilroy is uh, one stinky town. If you've ever been there for the festival, it, it, it that that smell permeates. <laughs> well, it's not just for the festival. I mean, if you're there any I mean, it's like
1: so. Uh, you know, when I when I was consulting full time, um, I worked in entertainment, but some of my my you know colleagues worked in uh, in food and other t- and other types of uh, uh, industries, and some of them were working up in Gilroy, and they'd they'd have you know they'd fly into the nearest uh, bigger airport and then get rental cars and they said yeah i mean from miles away on a normal day like there's no, no festival
0: it's just gilroy you can smell gilroy wow so i didn't so i've never been there except for the festival which i gotta tell you i mean they can they put garlic in everything when you go like i mean it's incredible what you can add garlic to but Um, I, I do remember that it, it, I mean, it, it's like a being around a smoker, right? Like you just absorb all of it. Yeah. And I guess it's one of those things that permeates your body and your, your
1: sweat and fluids for, for days to come. Right. So once you're part of it, you are part of it, as you say, (laughs) I mean, you, you, you've been to the stinking rose, right? The, the garlic restaurant.
0: Uh, is it on La Cienega or it's... Uh, there so great- is
1: the, the, the LA, the, I mean, it's from Bay originally, but yes, the uh, LA one is on on restaurant row. And uh, there they literally put garlic in everything. And there is a, gar- well, I don't think they have it on the menu anymore, but you can still order a garlic teeny. So instead of, you know, instead of oh. a olive or a twist or a cocktail onion, there's a, a clove of garlic. Um, they have a delicious roasted garlic, you know, in a, in a little... So it's, you know, a dozen cloves in a, in a, in a little uh, uh, cast iron pan that they bring to the table and you smush up and spread on bread. But it's pretty garlicky. And then, you know, all of the few, food is infused with uh, or coated with garlic. So, I mean, the steak, you know, has got a lot of garlic. And then, the, uh, and then there's a garlic ice cream for dessert, of course.
0: Which, if you've never had it, I mean, so one of the things, and a side note here, we went to Mount Vernon we were in D.C., which I'd never been to before. And um, Martha... Washington her favorite ice cream was asparagus ice cream wow it sounds pretty bad right I mean um, she, was a,
1: she was a stout woman
0: <laughs> she, she had a, a, uh, a very different palate than I do but having the garlic ice cream it's actually pretty good so I'm willing to to, to kind of you know now that I've heard this reassess what my original gut intake was to hear or gut instinct was to you know hear about asparagus ice cream well, it's funny you say that because just just in the last couple of days, on a,
1: a Facebook group I'm part of, you know, from my, my hometown, from Willowdale, the part of uh, Toronto, I'm from uh, uh, that my buddy runs, uh, my other pal uh, Henry, who who you know, and uh, um, he, we yes. uh, he found a uh, a new ice cream. I guess there's a a craft mac and cheese ice cream. What? And it got universally panned by everybody, you know. They, <laughs> not because, but none of them tasted it. They're all like, "Oh, that's disgusting and it's gross." And I'm like, "That actually sounds like it could be kind of awesome."
0: It, it would be a, I don't know. I, I, I'd maybe blind taste test it, but going in knowing that's the flavor, I don't know if I could do it. It just came out yesterday, so it's Van Van Lewin's
1: craft mac and cheese ice cream, and. Uh, yeah, on eater you know dot com, it says I tried Van Leeuwen's craft mac and cheese ice cream, and it's good. Now, is that a a brand up? In, I've never heard of that brand before. Yeah, it's a uh, you know, it's it's a, it's an ice cream. It, I it's you know, it's a premium ice cream manufacturer.
0: Wow. So, are you gonna have your your family up there try it? Well, I don't. I think it's actually down here. What? Yeah. So you could go out and get it. I've never heard of this brand before. All right, I'm willing to
1: take a look at it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, just briefly from from Eater.com, the the writer says, Upon taking the first bite, I was hooked. Half of the pint had disappeared by the time I looked up, and I have no regrets. The cheese powder combines with Van Leeuwen's rich base made with milk, cream, and sugar to produce a buttery flavor that's only slightly cheesy. It doesn't exactly evoke a bowl of mac and cheese in terms of texture, thankfully, but the flavor is strikingly similar. (laughs) Slightly funky and more complex than the classic Blue Blocks dinner. It's one of those foods that's so uniquely compelling that you're going to be confused while eating it, but definitely won't want to stop.
0: Holy crap. Okay, this is pretty interesting. So we're going, you know, as you know, we're going back to a wedding uh, tomorrow um, in New York. And uh, I'm sure we're going to a place called Saratoga Springs. I'm sure there'll be some kind of funky place we can dive into and uh, try it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, you'll ha- you'll have
1: to try this, you know. That's and that's a fun other funny thing, you know. In this in this two week period, which is the uh, national holidays of all the countries that I've lived in—Canada, the U.S., and France—that um, is another difference between Canada and the U.S. So, uh, Kraft mac and cheese is just called craft mac and cheese here in Canada. Yeah. We call it craft dinner. Like that's the actual name of it, or that's is that the name of the product?
0: Craft. It dinner? says on the.
1: Yeah, similar blue, you know, packaging, skinny box, but
0: it doesn't say craft
1: macaroni and cheese. It says craft dinner.
0: Well, uh, uh, my only concern with that is it's very limiting, right? It's only for dinner then. Well, dinner can be had all day. Well, I'm not saying it can, but I just feel like, you know, with mac and cheese, it's just a little bit more open-ended uh, opportunity. That's all. I mean, that's an interesting point, but I, yeah,
1: I would, I, I would, I'm surprised that's what you push back on. I would, I'm, I, I'm, what I would think would be that you'd be concerned that, uh, that the only thing can be, that could be dinner
0: is mac and cheese. Well, you have to realize I've got three young kids. So mac and cheese is often our dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, we've, uh, recently switched from, uh, Kraft to, uh, Annie's. Well, wow. uh, it's a little bit creamier um, and it's a little bit uh, less preservative and stuff. But I'll tell you, uh, I, I definitely don't knock the craft version. It's uh, if you've grown up on it or had it, it, it definitely it, it's a fun, fun thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it,
1: yeah, it, it's 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 something that's that's supposed to be. It's what it is. And it's a good thing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, by the way, I'm reading this article you just sent. I'm looking at it right now. And first of all, the ice cream looks incredible incredibly delectable. Like that color, it, it, they they nailed it. I'm I know because you said it has the powder in it, but I mean the color alone looks like a super rich vanilla. So for those that haven't seen it, we'll post it online and I got to tell you, I'm I really want to go buy some of this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can review it on the air. Are you going to partake, my friend? Of course. Of course. I, so okay.
1: again, as I say on the on the on the Willowdale uh, Facebook page, everyone was dissing it and saying that's terrible and, you know, giving barfy emojis and stuff like that. And I'm like, thank you to Howie, who runs the site, and, and Henry for uh, for the best thing to come out of Willowdale, you know, the Willowdale site, uh, which is saying a lot because I uh, I intend to have this, enjoy it, and cherish it for the rest of my life. <laughs> there, There's the no. – the, by the way, on our little chat on the side, I did send you the, the
0: – uh, food and wine article about uh, craft dinner and I'm gonna have to take a look thank you my friend I'm uh, looking right now to see if we can if I can actually purchase this anywhere locally I would hope yeah yeah maybe
1: you can can, 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 I guess mail order ice cream is difficult in some ways but uh, but (laughs) for the price you know if you're willing to pay enough I'm sure you can get it get you can get anything sent to you
0: oh I'm sure now I've checked two so far that are near me, and it's it's coming up negative with that brand. So I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep looking when we get mm-hmm. offline. And uh, if anyone out there has any suggestions that might help to be able to procure this delectable item, I'm all ears. And by and- the way, Kraft, you know, great
1: American company. I'm part of a bigger conglomerate, but um, J.L. Kraft himself, Canadian. So for why the does Loyalists- that not surprise me? Yeah. So so Kraft. Uh, craft a great Canadian success story.
0: Now, so since you brought it up, I'm going to just mention this very briefly. So we were at uh, the Smithsonian. So for those that don't know about the Smithsonian currently, um, I didn't know the Air and Space Museum was in two locations in D.C. Were you aware of this? I was, but, um,
1: but that doesn't mean much to me. I, I know that that's the case. I, I, I'd love to hear the explanation.
0: Okay, well, no, this is just very interesting. So they only have the Chantilly um, location open, which is in Virginia. And apparently that's the one that you want to go to. That's the one with the space shuttle, everything else, right? Yeah. Uh, The one on the mall, uh, it it has great stuff, but it's not... Apparently it has less of the planes, all that kind of stuff, which makes sense. Anyways.
1: I I got to interject,
0: by the way, to just say Chantilly, I mean,
1: is like whipped cream in uh, in French. And... um, also, the town with you know, with a great, uh, a great uh, racetrack that one of your favorite movies, uh, A View to a Kill, took place at.
0: That is an old school Bond film, and I do like it actually.
1: Yeah, Isn't well, it? you love the Duran Duran song. The first, by the way, the first ever James Bond theme to go number one. So, none of the other stuff, Goldfinger, you know, anything by Shirley Bassey, never went number one in the UK. A View to a Kill was the first number one James Bond single. Wow, the next one was the next song, it was actually, uh, Living Daylights by uh, another one of your favorites. Uh-huh. Aha.
0: <laughs> so fascinating now. So back to the story very briefly here. So I looked at my tickets and we were on the mall and we we're supposed to be there at 10 and we got there at nine fifty. got in line and the Smithsonian on the, the mall is closed right now. There's apparently, there's only like seven of the Smithsonian's are open hmm. and most of them are obviously the majority are closed. So, I walk up there to to the window, uh, and it's you know there's a, a a parks person behind it, super nice, and I couldn't stop giggling because she kept saying a eh. she's just like, oh a eh, don't you know you gotta a eh, uh, go to Chantilly a eh? um, that's a that's about a long way a eh? oh my god my mom. Started. She had to walk away. She was crying so hard. She goes, "I didn't know you could say a that much." I go, "You never read a met a real Canadian then." Yeah, it was was. one of the funniest moments,
1: particularly my mom.
0: Well, your mom, but your mom was did it such a. I don't want to say classy because I don't know if that's the right word, but she just did it in such a way you didn't notice it as much unless you really paid attention. And I love the way she said my name, Justin A, like it was a question. Yeah. It well the funny awesome. thing is,
1: I mean that that is the Canadian identity, and that's that's and it's exactly that. People don't realize we're saying A. Well, we're saying A like you guys say, you know, or something, except it doesn't sound as, as vulgar. But it's um it does make everything seem like a question. And there's this whole notion currently of upspeak, you know, with the kids and with with uh, teenage girls in particular and California girls in, in, in very particular. Uh, but that's what Canadians have always done. I mean, my voicemail message, you know, my outgoing message at work used to say Eric, Mark, and occasionally, you know, some uh, wise ass uh, caller would 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 leave a message saying, "Is that a question?" <laughs> I remember you telling me that. I, I forgot about that. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. So even if we don't say a, we're still having, and, and that's a that's an issue for me sometimes in voiceover. Like, you know, the you know, I, I get the producer saying, "You know, uh, can you just can you, can you end that note, or can you end that sentence more flat, or even on a down note rather than." than rising intonation because it's not a question. And I like, I know it's not a question, but, um, but Canadians make everything sound like, like questions
0: a or not. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to pay more attention to that. To be honest with you, we have, uh, I I know you're going to love this. We've got, uh, three Canadian relatives from Kelly's side that are flying in, um, from the great city of Calgary for this. And the best part about it was, um, they were very, you know, their first question to this whole thing was, you know, the weather's so similar. I feel like, you know, we're going to be going to the same place. Why should we even go? <laughs> and the, the whole family like, well, because that's that's where they're getting married. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, it's not that much different than here. Do you get? Can you zoom it? Wow. No, we're not zooming it. So they did feel slightly slighted. By that Canadian response, so and the, the good news is they're not Canadian by birth, so we can't really call them true Canadians, right? Oh, so they're they're Americans who happen to live in Canada.
1: You're saying exactly. So oh. and that's kind of what yeah, okay. my Cause rationale I was, was. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was. That does not sound like a Canadian response. Oh, no, absolutely not. I completely agree. So you get a kick out of that. That uh, no, i They only so this this person or 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 all three of them or at least one of them the the these people. Only travel for for the sake of different weather. Is that what they're <laughs> implying?
0: You know, I didn't really get into it with them. They're um, they're seventy four. Uh, it's it's a couple 74, seventy four uh, seventy like three or two something like that. And their uh, oldest daughter uh, happens to live there. She does something in tech out there, and so they were going to come as a as a team and or as a family out there. And she a was unit. just like oh. on the text chain. It was awesome. She's like, God, Dad, you're such a douche. Like, sh- sh- just shut up. Like yeah, yes, we're going well, to be I... there. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, so these are older Americans who own, who who are sort of reverse snowbirds, as opposed to the Canadians who, you know, visit or move down to Florida and Arizona for the heat. They they moved up to Calgary, and uh, and now they only travel for weather.
0: Fascinating. It, well, interesting. I mean, just on the side note here, because now we're going to wrap up. But uh, so they're originally from Erie, Pennsylvania, and ah. um. You know, I'm not going to say one thing one way or the other about Erie, but I will tell you that uh, it just seems like a very odd choice, because when I met them originally, they were living there, and all they did was complain about how cold the winters were, and then they moved to Calgary, and uh, it's not a whole lot better, <laughs> so... No, I would think it would be actually colder, I mean, honestly, exactly. in the winter, yeah. So, it's just the irony, there's a lot there, but... My friend, I want to say thank you so much. What a great 152 and uh, homage to, to your, your hometown and to all the other good stuff and to numerology for the number eight.
1: Yeah, well, thank you and enjoy your mac and cheese ice cream. I know that that could become a staple at the, uh, the Proustian home and uh, hopefully for, uh, for all of our listeners everywhere.
0: Uh, absolutely. And uh, enjoy, buddy. Take it easy.